Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, remix. Welcome in to Balloon Party, also known as Lil Tex and Hot Love. That's right, Lil Tex and Hot Love. Lil Songstress? Uh, I, I kind of like Lil Songbird. Lil Songbird. What a what a performance yesterday in the Sports Center update. Uh, can we relive that? I would like to yeah, relive I it because you know some of the people might not have had a chance to hear you try to endear yourself to the audience. Uh, we'll give you that. Uh, we've got uh, opening day discussion. We've got Masties discussion. Blues this evening against the Wild pregame here on 101 ESPN at 6 p.m. I am going, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I want you to know what I'm going to do. I want the audience to know what I'm going to do. At 11.01, and Jackson and I usually are here into the mid-afternoon at least. Uh, but 11.01, I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to position myself on my couch in my basement, and I am going to not leave until I fall asleep. And even then, I'll be on my couch because I sleep on my couch in my basement with my son. Blessed. No, so, I, 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 so I can't I will blame be you. there for uh, approximately the next 20 or so hours. Mm-hmm. That's where I will be. Yeah, yeah. And, and you earned it because this is your, what March Madness is to me is what, the Masters is for you. Well, you got the Masters, and you got the Blues playing the Wild. Because yeah. it's the Wild, that has a little extra something. One point back. Predators win last night, so it's getting tight again in the Central. So you got the Blues in the Wild tonight. You got the Masters all day. Tiger tees off at 141. I guess it's 1241 St. Louis time. It's windy as all get out there today, mm-hmm. so the scores are high. Guys are going to be fighting for the cut. Uh, for those of you who nerd out on it like me, and I realize I'm probably talking to about 15% of you, the cut line right now, monitoring data, golf.com which i am a subscriber it looks like it could wind up being either four at 46.9 percent plus four or five over as the cut that's 21 and a half percent probability right now plus three is at 25.7 percent that's per data golf.com tiger is at one under and it is expected to be especially windy this afternoon although it's already got a little gust going right now at Augusta. But let's talk about the Cardinals. How do you do? And I think the best way to start off our recap is by what took place here yesterday on 101 ESPN at approximately 10:34:42. Jackson Sports Center update. He wanted to endear himself to the audience, the audience that he taunts by talking about watching the National Basketball Association as opposed to the St. Louis Blues and what he calls ice hockey. And this is what he did when he performed a little sketch or a little bit with the Sports Center update. 101 ESPN Sports Center. This is Action Jackson with a Sports Center update driven by Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet, and Autoplex. 
Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanut and cracker jack. I don't care if I ever get back for its root. Root, root for the Cardinals. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. That was a Sports Center update. Cut it off. I see. Well, there are a lot of problems with what we uh, what we observed and what we just enjoyed. First off, what the listeners couldn't see, but what I could see, was the panic on your face when the music didn't start. And what then happened is what we call a domino effect. Uh, the tee shot was bad, and now we're off to the side, and we've just brought double bogey into play by starting to sing a bar too late. Yeah, yeah, got off to a late start. So Ernie Hayes is is tickling the ivories at Bush Stadium in 1987. That is the musical interlude we are hearing, and and you decide to pick up the song, like like we're doing row 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 your boat, and, and you start, and then I start, and we have a round here yeah. on 101 ESPN. Yeah, it was. I mean, so were you aware? Could you hear the music, and yet you were still able to stay on your melodic interpretation no. of the classic? No. So what happened was I I had it too low. Uh, the the sound was too low in my headphones right when it started. So by the time I got it loud enough to hear it, it that starting sound, the start of the song of the instrumental started, and I wasn't ready to start belting it out yet. Mm. So I had to wait mm. for the next bar. Mm. And once it came, you know, then it was just like I gotta fight this. And it sounded so bad in my headphones, and everything about it went sour. And what's not played in that clip is then I accidentally double tapped the essentially the next button to play with the next uh, like commercial spot. So our rejoin blended with "So What Your Grandma Thinks" intro. Oh wow! I didn't and know it that. was the most brutal audio I've ever heard. I have a follow-up question. Yes, yes, I'm taking questions. Why peanut singular? Well, you know the the lyric, and it's why would one buy a peanut? Where is a peanut available? Right. No, f- very fair question. Now the lyric, and this is sort of a Mandela effect. A lot of people think it's buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. No, 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 no. It's peanuts and cracker jacks. But yet you still I, chose peanuts. Right, right, We're right. We're not right, necessarily right. explaining it. Right. Well, let me get there. Uh, the cracker. J- I I really wanted to. You know, throw my weight around and let people know I know the lyrics. So when, you, while doing so that, you're I saying said that you wanted to show the 101 ESPN audience that you knew what you were talking about, despite thinking that Patrick Waugh was tending the twine for the Bruins in 2019, which was impressive. And you were going to convey your authority on sport by making sure you had the singular Cracker Jack, but in the process of wanting to show your superiority, mm. you said peanut. And Cracker Jack, and then the whole thing blew up. Right, right. While a completely different portion of the song is playing under your singular pronunciation of peanuts. Mm, mm. That is, yeah, that is accurate. A so lot this of, thing is now just a dumpster fire moving down the river to Paris. There was point. a lot of attempts to do things yesterday to indoctrinate myself to the audience. I think the use of indoctrinate is the wrong word there for the it? record, and we might have to review that later in the show. Yep. You sure? All right, fair enough. I'll let you know. But uh, hey, I, if you don't think I'm right, don't back down. I don't know. Now. I don't, you're, a, you're a sweet, sweet prince, and I don't want you to back down. All right. In my attempt to endear myself, yes. there, there was a lot of attempts to do so, and just pretty much, I would say every single one of them actually uh, failed miserably. <laughs> 
Mike Ryder just handed me maybe a worse version. It was Matt Nagy's version of uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, let's take it. Can we take a listen? Absolutely. I have it right here. Oh. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're in the mood for, and I've made a, a point in my career to not kink shame. Right, of course, and that's what we're known for on uh, this side of the dais. But I think that me trying to endear myself to most of the audience failed miserably, but at the same time, I think a small portion will at least appreciate my commitment to the bit and that I didn't bail out. I do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But one of the biggest errors outside of the whole thing was your attempt to show your superiority because you're like, oh, yeah, sure, I went to public school, but I went to Ladue, so it's kind of better than everybody anyway, even though it's public school, by making sure you drove home that Cracker Jack was singular, uh-huh. and then that caused a whole nother, like, cyclone inside of the hurricane. Right. And, you know, I'm going to be at the ball game on Sunday. I think I'm just going to ask if they can sell me one peanut. And see if they do make that available, right. what the cost per peanut is. Right. I was just rip open the bag. You can dump. I'll pay for the whole bag. I just want you to hand me one peanut. And I'll take a picture of it and say, take that, folks. Hashtag content. Right. And that's just what I provide. Uh, so Jackson starts our day off yesterday with that uh, wonderful interpretation of the classic. We head on down to downtown St. Louis. Hello again, everybody. And welcome to opening day. And my goodness, was the hawk up. Oh, man. Yeah. Big time. Hawk was up. Wind, cold weather. But... Uh, People came out in droves. Did they ever? I was down there starting at around noon, give or take, a few minutes. And uh, I have to say this, and I didn't expect this, mm-hmm. but when I saw Albert Pujols, in particular at the plate, as jaded as I now am, and I mean I am jaded as all all get out, Yeah, uh, I'm like, this is a moment that I'm appreciating because the last time I saw it, I was in the stands with my mother and father and wife at Game 7 of the 2011 World Series, and for most of the last decade, didn't think that we would ever see it again. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And then I'm buying into the magic, and I'm watching the game on the television. We're over at Ballpark Village for the uh, Hubbard Radio Party, and I see him hit the ball, and I'm like, oh my God, he did it. And it was just a right. little yeah. pop out to, fl- to left field. But I'm caught up in the moment. And sure. then you look back on the pitch and it kind of got in on its hands. Yeah, it was in on its hands. But uh, that was outstanding. And I also say a couple a couple observations regarding the pregames. I mean, the game was the game and Adam Wainwright shipped the Pirates. But I think the Pirates are going to be on the receiving end of a lot of shippings yeah. this year. No, so right so the game, we can, we, can, we can talk it over if you really want to talk that over. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pregame stuff. A couple things went through my mind. Um, it is just... That is something, if you are, even if you are not a Cardinal fan, but a fan of the game of baseball, that scene really is, not only is it unique, but it speaks to the caliber of the success of the organization, and also how significant players who would never even be considered baseball Hall of Famers, but are Cardinal Hall of Famers, are out there and a part of the whole thing, and how much that ties generations together. You know, over the last few years, uh, the passing of Red Shandings, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, um, you know, I mean, those are those are monster voids. And going back nearly a decade now, Stan Musial, um, I mean, those are those are voids that are unfillable. Right. But you see the new generation coming along, along with some of the older Hall of Famers, and uh, and you see that tradition carry on. And I was thinking 
as these people who I don't recognize, who are wearing black and yellow and representing a major league baseball team that is not necessarily interested in competing this particular year, or really haven't been interested in it all that much over the last 30 years. I wonder, I was wondering, and I think I might have said this to you, uh-huh. like if the Pirates were to do something like this, who would be there? Right, exactly, yeah. Who, who and I'm would... not saying that, like, we're Cardinal fans, we're superior. I'm asking just as a baseball guy, right. I don't know if Barry Bonds would show up. I think most people associate Bonds with the Giants more than the Pirates. Yep. Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid by the Mets, so I think he might have some Mets obligations. Uh, I don't know if Doug Drabeck could make a cameo. Maybe Sid Bream, but he kind of alienated him when he slid past Spanky LaValier. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who would be. Andrew McCutcheon is yeah, still Kutch playing. Yeah, eventually will be there, but who else? Seriously. Garrett Cole is now pinstriping. Jason Bay. Like, <laughs> Bay which? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like, even if they wanted to do it. Right, right. You know, on a non-Penguins, non-Steelers event day that they would schedule <laughs> opening day just on the off chance. You know, maybe the Pitt Panthers and Tony Dorsett are having something like, okay, we can do it here <laughs> and maybe people attention. Aaron Donald's <laughs> coming back. I don't know. So, I mean, you have the, you have like the two ultimate, because you go, oh, the Marlins are kind of a, you know, yeah. disaster. But they've at least won two world championships, albeit right. they pop up every few years and do it. But right. I don't know what the, the Pirates, I have, it's just the ultimate, you know, casting of here is the example of at least in the national league about the ultimate and here is the example of the other side of the coin right and i have first off i don't know who most of the people on the team are and then secondly if they were to try to do something like that how could they do it i think most organizations probably couldn't do it the pirates would be the extreme would be like like you said jason bay will join us today which would be great great be to, nice see him. to see him and we <laughs> can as cardinal him. fans can go oh, it's good that the cardinals didn't acquire him because he was always one of those guys like troy tulowitzki we heard might be in the mix to come to st louis so that stood out to me and then there was the moment i think i said this on 101 yesterday that there would be a moment where you would have molina Pujols and Wainwright together for a picture, and it's a picture that you will see, and you will see in people's offices in St. Louis or people who are from St. Louis and they wind up moving, mm-hmm. and they'll have it in their office of the three of them together. And I saw that picture getting taken. I said to you, I know I was standing next to you then. There's the picture. Yep. That's the picture. There it the is. Backdrop. The three of them together. The enthusiasm they had for that moment. The appreciation they had for that moment. That's significant, man. That was significant. That Perfect. was an incredibly um, emotional baseball moment for the city of St. Louis, but also for those players and for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people have a new screensaver this morning with that picture being taken. I think a lot of people are throwing that on their desktops or their phones today because that really is, I mean, the culmination of so much nostalgia and greatness encapsulated in one picture. It's really, really awesome to see. Uh, we'll continue to talk about opening day here on, uh, what's it called now? Lil Tex and Hot Love? That's right. Sounds Lil like Tex. a smooth jazz show. Jackson <laughs> also has his uh, his uh, Friday parlay, and i got to look this up uh, and see what we've got going here today. I always like when these questions are posed. Yeah, not, I, I know feel one strong. of your questions yesterday uh-huh. was, will Tiger make the cut? Yeah, and I think... And I was at 77%, I think? Yeah, I was way well. I think it might have been... In 40s or maybe even 30s. So and there he is. Uh, I got my 10. face. But uh, like I said, this this thing ain't over. As much as I want to see sure. him make the cut, for sure. This is uh, these conditions today are uh, windy as all get out. So I think you're going to see some carnage this afternoon. And Tiger is teeing off this afternoon. Uh, what do we have in soy? Your grandma think maybe something from the Cardinal home opener uh, during World War II or something. What do we have? Friend of the show, Quinn Snyder. 
Really? Is this him yelling at me in the early 2000s? I wish. I don't know if that uh, audio is, is gettable, but uh, he's just not happy with the, the media's narrative of a couple of his players. Well, I've been on the receiving end of him. <laughs> he was dressed in all, all black long sleeve with like this black tactical vest and he just and this he, is in salt lake city yeah he looked huh. uh, he looked he looked like he was doing like a heist like a bank heist by the way uh-huh. this show i promise you this this is my commitment to the audience we'll never break a story you can you can you can lie not that you were thinking we would we wouldn't no but we had cy yeah charlton young on the morning of the announcement of dennis gates is higher right and the the backstory on that now I'm sure plenty of people going I still don't know what you're talking about dude <laughs> so he has now been hired as De- Dennis Gates one of his assistant coaches head associate coach I believe is the official title and he coached with him at Florida State under Leonard Hamilton yeah and the only reason we had him on as I was reading this article over that weekend that he did with the Kansas City Star just raving about Gates and so Jackson here calls Florida State talks to the SID sports information director and asks to have CY on. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you don't want to have Leonard Hamilton, the head coach, yeah, exactly. on? And Jackson's no, I really want the assistant coach. And they're just like, what in the world is this? He comes on the show, talks about how he's going to be a Missouri guy going forward as far as a fan goes. Yeah, exactly. And now CY is Missouri's assistant coach. Yeah. That's what happens when you come on this show. Absolutely. Dreams, dreams come true absolutely a hundred percent when i saw that the other day i was just like yes yes and and you go back to when a clip when he was on our show he's just like you know i've been a missouri fan but now i'm gonna be like really rooting for you guys well he will be because he'll be on the bench absolutely he's gonna be his right hand man it's gonna be awesome to see i uh, i'm kind of excited about what's going on he gets aiden shaw back i mean that was huge that was excited about what's going on i don't know if i'm just buying in or what Four stars. I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in the, the, the minority of, I think, Missouri fans. I don't necessarily buy into Drinkwitz, mm-hmm. but I buy into Dennis Gates. I don't right. think there are a lot of those out there. Because I no. think if you're buying into Dennis Gates, then you buy into Drinkwitz. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying exactly. Yeah, because if you're going to Like be... to have those two traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen, I want Drinkwitz to be successful. I'm just For saying sure. I'm not necessarily buying it. I think to the volume of some right, Missouri right, fans right. are, I think. Right. That, that it's, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that. there it is. That's the, that's as close as we'll ever come to breaking a story on this show. Uh, that's our commitment to you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Check out Jackson's metal riffs. Yeah, I'm feeling hardcore today. I can tell. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm still drunk from the festivities and game yesterday or if you guys are just on point this morning, but another great bonus hour of Tim and Jackson. Keep it up, boys. That's from the union boss. Nice. Bonus hour. He is intoxicated because we're only 20 minutes into the show. Right. Yeah, bonus hour. No, this is, this is what you get. Or this maybe is... the first segment just felt that long. Yeah, I don't know. That's certainly possible. You can text in your thoughts, 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. The show is called Balloon Party, but it's doing business. It's about 30 different LLCs. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, South St. Louis, uh, born and raised, Tam Avenue. Uh, St. Gabriel's, class of 90, St. Louis U High, class of 1994, University of Missouri, TBD. Uh, this is Action Jackson Burkett. 
Uh, if he didn't go to St. Gabriel's, I don't care what grade school you went to, but I know he went to Ladue because he always is talking about it. Yep. Yeah, and he stopped. did graduate from the University of Missouri, and he kind of likes to rub it in my face, even though he's 21 years my junior. Uh, kind of a nice uh, sampling here of the text. Just be yourself, yuppie douchebag. Fake endearment is one of the worst things for a St. Louis sports fan. I don't know if that's directed at me or you. Probably me. Uh, yeah, well, keep them coming. I don't have the text open. How about this one? Before you start, because I've noticed (laughs) that you don't have the text line up over there. Yeah, that was strategic. I I, I had a feeling it was, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because even though, for the most part, you are accepting of, hey, I like the National Basketball Association, and I, will you be watching the Blues and Wild tonight, and don't don't even bother lying, because you know I'll know. Uh, That's a no. <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to it because I love playoff hockey. I'm kind of like, this is playoff hockey. Right. I know it's not, but it's kind of playoff hockey. Right. It's as close as we can get with playoff uh, preview. Like, How about that? It, it, well, it most likely is at least yeah, mathematic, but it's not like it's like a 90%. It's in the like 55%. Uh, let's see what we got here. This was the one that was going to be the counter to that, though, Jackson. Tim just wanted to say. I am really enjoying your show on 101. I bailed on your show on the other station as there was little sports talk. On 101, your knowledge in sports takes are really insightful and interesting. I hope you get a longer show and stay for a while. Good job. Thanks. That's from the 6th Street. I just want to make it clear. It's very kind. I'm not necessarily looking for any extra time. Right. We're riding our wheelhouse. We're right? An hour is nice. I'm doing three hours there. And when we came over to Hubbard, I was like, I'll do TMA, and then I'll do the show on 101, then I'll do my podcast, and I'll do Sound Story. And I'll be fine. And my wife was giving birth, and the, the due date was February 1st, and I'll be fine. And here we are on April 8th, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have way too much on my plate. I am spread too thin. Yep. Holy crap. Yep. So I love doing the one hour. It's very kind of you to express that sentiment, but it's not something that uh, that we are looking to uh, to expand at this particular moment. Uh, maybe when my, uh, my child is beyond... Uh, newborn stage yeah you know my two things by the way i'm looking for a nanny email me team mccurner right. inside stl.com like in a major way my wife and i are looking for a nanny and uh and then sound story uh from mother's day a month from today jackson yeah if you would like to have your mother or father uh, or grandmother, grandfather, or if you would like to do an interview for your mother or father, that's what my brothers and my sister did for Christmas, uh, go to mysoundstory.com. It's a company I started a couple years ago and uh, own and operate. And uh, Doug Vaughn of TMA and Learn of KC95 uh, available for these interviews, which we do right here at Hubbard Radio. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com or go to MySoundsRay.com. You get a gift certificate right now on Mother's Day shopping, Father's Day shopping, knocked out just like that, and it is a great thing, and I love to do them. I've done about 100 of them, and it's the most fulfilling thing I do in my career. What were you about to say before I rudely announced you uh, no. that I'm looking for a nanny and, and just having the worst uh, no, amount you were, of success going? you were doing some housekeeping. The house needs to be kept. That's right. What I was saying is, as my grandma would say, may she rest in peace, you're lighting the candles on both ends. Doing too much on either side, so stretch a little thin. But it's fine. I'm not complaining. No. It's just I. what I thought going in, it actually has been a little too much. Yeah, not, it hasn't so. been too much. I've done it to myself. It's not. It's not. It's, I've right. done it to myself. Uh, all right. This is something we talked a little bit about on, on TMA, and I'm curious what the 101 ESPN audience thinks. Uh, Iggy, who is absolute gold yeah. on TMA, made the observation that he was surprised that in the announcements of the three soon to retire, maybe it's this year, maybe. Cardinals, right. 
that Albert Pujols was not introduced last, mm. that he would have thought it would have been last. And I was standing there with a number of people here from, from Hubbard, and I initially kind of thought the same thing. And then I thought to myself, I actually think, and I don't think it's a case of people not liking one or two of the three. I just think, and I could be wrong, and I'm, I'm truly asking here. This would be a time where I would play a mic drop. Um, I'm, I'm really curious on this. I don't think anybody really dislikes any of the three. I think you may have a portion of the Cardinal fan base, and at this point I would think it's less than 10%, who still hold it against Albert Pujols for going to Anaheim. And I just, that, that I, I never did back in 2011, and I certainly don't now. But if you do, you do, and to each their own. That's uh, that's everybody's own thing. But, I mean, I think the difference in contract was about 20%. Yeah. So, you know, it it's, makes... it's, it's, it's just a, but hey, if you, if you have one place that's offering you 20% more and you would choose to place that's offering you 20% less, then I tip my cap and you kind of, you're backing it up with your own actions. Right. I'm probably going to the place that's, that's going to pay me 20% more, to be real honest. Right. With all of that said, with all of that established, when I thought about it more, because I would have thought Pujols would have been announced last I think Yadier Molina of the three, and again, they all have like 95% approval ratings. I think he is the fan favorite. Now, it's weird to choose who would be the one to get that, you know, the big curtain call-ish introduction. But then we kind of got into the conversation, and I want to bring this discussion here to, uh, to 101 ESPN. In a way, I think it is a... A great tribute, actually, to Cardinal fans from what I consider to be a good trait of a fan base is that in 2022, when part of popularity is kind of, from my standpoint, this shallow social media, look at me game, uh, Yadier Molina, who, if he is going to be on social media, it's expressing uh, unhappiness at times with members of the organization as has been the case but it's really not his thing nor is he really a guy to go out of his way to be super friendly doesn't mean he's mean but it's like he doesn't the the media is just kind of like this thing that he knows he has to deal with and he really has zero interest in dealing with it and if i were in his position i wouldn't really have any interest in it either so it's not like he's winning people over with that uh Albert Pujols' career is in its own world amongst the Cardinals, but in its own world amongst people who have ever played the game, with the exception of a handful of people who have ever picked up a bat, a ball, and a glove. And Adam Wainwright, who is one of the finest human beings I've encountered, I put him in like the Kurt Warner class of people I've covered. Right. Uh, like superhuman. Mm-hmm. Superhuman. Um not that he's doing anything phony on social media, but he's more of the folksy guy and, you know, will with the mood. Well, nobody's going to give you a more insightful, funny um, interview than yeah. Adam Wainwright. Yep. But I do think that Yadier Molina, and I've thought this for a while, is the most popular Cardinal. Not, And I wasn't comparing and contrasting it to Albert Pujols and, and Adam Wainwright because you haven't seen Pujols in a Cardinal uniform since 2011. But I recall sitting at some games and when they would announce him, or when he's at the plate, and there's the Yachty chance. Right. And I was kind of like, it always surprises me a little bit why he's so popular, not because I'm saying he shouldn't be, but because when I think of what popularity is at this moment or over the last few recent years, it's not necessarily about what it is that he represents. It's either about you're at a level of what Pujols is or you're 
God, I'm trying to think of a, is there a baseball player who plays the social media game well? I, this is so obscure, but Max Home is like a social media wizard, wizard on golf, and yeah. I bet 2% of the people know I'm talking about there. Uh, you know, or a guy who's on social media in the NFL and kind of plays the game that 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 way. My my point is, he doesn't, all Albert, all Yadier Molina is, is a competitor. Right. And I don't know how much that's necessarily appreciated in 2022, but here... It is. And there are two moments that I think stand out that created this love from the fan base to Molina. Number one being the home run at Shea Stadium in 2006, Game 7, top Absolutely. of the night. And then number two, and perhaps more so, was what took place in Cincinnati with Brandon Phillips. Yep. Yep. I think that's spot on. And so from that point forward, it's like this guy is everything that we love. Right. And a competitor. Yeah, he's not going to do cutesy videos on social media. I don't know how often you hear him interviewed. Very rare. Um, and he's not like going out of his way to. It's not again. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying he's not not kind to people. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. It's just not. It's not. It's not his thing. He's a ball player. Yeah. And Bob Gibson would fall in the same category. He's a competitor. He's a ball player. And if somebody messes with the team, he is the guy who's going to put out the hit. Yep. And I think he's the textbook guy. If he is on your team, you will absolutely live and love for him as a fan. And if he is on the other team, you absolutely hate him with a passion. I think Chris Pronger fell into that category when he was trolling the blue line for the Blues for all so many years. It would be an example. That is, that's what you have with Yachty or Molina. And the thing I would say that's maybe more important of an endorsement is not the fans' love for him, but his teammates' worship him yeah i mean it sounds like a very strong verb but his teammates respect for him and appreciation of him and again he's a star player he will wind up in the hall of fame whether people went into troll cardinal fans or it's a baseball writer who just doesn't think it's going to happen i would disagree vehemently and it's got nothing to do with the fact that i'm from here he will be in the hall of fame uh he won't be in there as soon as albert will be but he'll be in the hall of fame but his numbers are not Albert Pujols' numbers. They're not even. But again, whose are his? His numbers are pedestrian, relatively speaking, offensively to who he's going to be residing in, in eternity in Cooperstown with. But it's what he has meant to the team that will put him in that spot, and the fact that his teammates, his past teammates, his current teammates respect him the way they do, and that his era with the Cardinals, whenever it comes to a conclusion, apparently that will be this year will be one of the most successful runs in the organization's history, and he has been representative of the competitive nature of the organization from that 2004 rookie season to what will most likely be the final one in 2022. And what I'm expressing here is my appreciation for Cardinal fans, appreciation of not a social media or a soundbite guy, and not a guy who, of course, you would appreciate with the numbers, Albert Pujols, or take your pick of whoever you would say is the best in the game right now. Mike Trout has been the guy for the last few years, even though he kind of flies under the radar versus what his numbers are. But for a competitor, yeah, he's hardcore. You know, whether you want to cite a Michael Jordan or a Tiger Woods um, or Kobe Bryant as somebody. Kobe Bean. Uh, you saw, just like just obsessed with competition. That's what he is, and from that standpoint, I would draw more of a parallel to Bob Gibson. He's not really interested in laughing and so on and so forth. He just wants to rip your heart out and show it to you and win the game. And I love the fact that people appreciate that and don't care as much about the 
cutesy social media soundbite world that I think actually dictates a lot of popularity in 2022. Yeah, I, I think, and I think you're spot on there. And I think my take on why he's so popular with St. Louis is, and you touched on it, is he's kind of the captain of the team. You know, oh, without, he is. Yeah, w- without saying, you know, because there's no C on sweaters like there is in hockey, but he's out there every day controlling the game, working with the pitchers. So it, it kind of feels like he's your leader, and he is in, in all senses. But also, I think because he's disliked by a lot of fans outside of St. Louis, you know, fans of other teams, they don't really like him. And so that further contributes to the love he gets in St. Louis. He's the quintessential uh, love to have him on your team, hate to play against him kind of guy. And that's exactly what St. Louis fans love and I think he embodies that perfectly. And I think that's why he, more so than anybody I've ever seen in my lifetime, is so beloved in St. Louis. And also, it's just awesome to chant Yachty. I mean, that's such a fun chant. You his, know? Uh, his career numbers, I think, relative, and it's difficult to compare Wainwright with two offensive players, but his career numbers, I think, on the surface, you would go, well, those would be the most easily replaceable. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about numbers. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're talking about Yadi or Molina, it goes beyond numbers. But just for the purpose of numbers, and yet, if all three indeed are not playing with the Cardinals next year, uh, I think you will feel his impact, the void, uh-huh. more than the other two. Your thoughts are welcome. Six five seven eight zero. My name is Tim McKernan. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. They didn't want to sing today. They didn't want to bring that back. Yeah, that was a, uh, I don't know if we'll be dipping back into that well, but you know what? Cardinals are 1-0 when you sing to them. (laughs) It was really nice. That's my first SportsCenter update with the Cardinals score. How do you do? And that means good good times are coming, Tim. How do you do, sir? Uh, carrying over the uh, the discussion from the previous segment on Molina, uh, and I didn't get a chance to read text, but I want to uh, read some of them. Uh, watching Yachty play baseball has been so much fun and an honor. Great experience. He is the all-time greatest catcher ever. That is from the 314. Uh, there are catchers with lesser offensive numbers. Yachty are in the Hall of Fame. Similar to Ozzy's offense and defense combination. That's from the 636. Tim Carpenter was that guy before he retired. That's a nice analogy. I th- but here's the difference. And I agree with the principle because we're talking about competitors, we're talking about fire, and I think that's what people, when it gets down to it, love, whatever team it is. But it might play better in certain parts of the country than others, Mm -hmm. and I think it plays better in this particular market than it might not. Not to say people would dislike it in take your pick of what other market, but I think people really like it uh, in a market like St. Louis. Um, Carpenter was a Cy Young winner. I mean, Carpenter was was ridiculous. at times, you know, unhittable. And so I don't think Molina has ever been dominant in that way. Yeah. Great, but not dominant. He's never been in the MVP conversation. So, but I, but I get where you're coming from there uh, because, I mean, Gibson, you know, was at the level he was in. Yeah. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the competitiveness, and therefore I agree with the premise on the compar- uh, Carpenter. Uh, guys, good to know a little text is aware of the C on some ice hockey sweaters. Hashtag he can learn. That's were right. you aware that there were C's on, as you call it, 
ice hockey sweater. Well, I think most people out there know that I'm a uniform expert. It's really yeah, what I think that there's no question that the audience is aware of that. It's really what I like to do. Uh, yesterday we saw two great uniforms with the Cardinals and the Pirates. Pirates probably have the best hat in baseball. But wow, yeah. out of nowhere, you've sidetracked the segment with this take. Where'd this come from? This wasn't on the this wasn't on the itinerary for today. Where'd that come from? The Pirates have the best hat. Uh, it's up there for me. It's well, real. I mean, you just said it was the best hat, and now all of a sudden, now I it's said up prob- there. probably the best hat in baseball. I mean, I really do think it's a sweet, basic. All black hat with the great font P. You just like it is black and gold that makes you think of the Frank Haith era. Maybe, you know, subconsciously, but I just think it's a sharp hat. But I also really like the Oakland A's hat, and that has yellow. You but... enjoy yellow. Your thing is you enjoy yellow. Well, w- used correctly, and I think the A's use it outstanding. What about the St. Louis Blues? Well, they don't wear hats. No, I understand that. I don't need your smart-ass retorts here today. <laughs> Not on a day where I'm going to be on my couch for the next 14 hours. Uh, Acknowledging, as many in the audience will, that the Blues do not wear hats. They do incorporate yellow into the team colors. they do. I think that they're used—I liked, and I've said this before, I liked the navy jerseys, sweaters, I'm sorry, that they wore— with the big arch in the middle, and it said oh, St. Louis Blues. Boy. And they got, and they discontinued go. it, and I, I, I think they should go back to it. What do you think of the, I know you weren't alive, the 1990s, oh. as some call it the clown era, with the red, which has made a cameo for some retros recently. Games. I'm sure that you were busy watching the Clippers play, but they did pop up. Terrible uniforms for the Clippers. But uh, the... Uh, the red ones, and this is no shot at anybody in the Blues organization, but they got to get rid of those as fast as you can throw well, them out. they did. Yeah, but they wore them. Like 25 years ago. They but did. they wore them again a couple, was it this year or last Some year? Some of the people like them. Ugh. Ugh. The Blues wearing red? I mean, come on. Let's try to keep it, you know, in the box here. Uh, going back to the Adier Molina thing, as Jackson has established, where he is on the uh, uniforms. And, of course, everybody, when they think of the best hat in baseball, they think of the storied Pittsburgh Pirates. Anxious to see how that plays today. Uh, guys, uh, Yachty's outward showing for his love of baseball is Hall of Fame worthy. I think that's the kind of the core thing because mm. the people here love the game like that, and that's his thing. That's why it's just so tough for me to just go, yeah, he's going to shut it down. But I guess maybe he's just really going to shut it down. Somebody, and I've lost track because we're getting so many, would you compare him to Willie McGee? Very good player. Not necessarily screaming Hall of Famer, but seriously loved by Cardinals fans as much as anybody. I like this I like this introduction into the discussion because Willie McGee is, in my lifetime, for a non-Hall of Famer, the most beloved Cardinal. And I would say he's probably one of the most beloved Cardinals in the history of the organization. My now, dad's he was favorite MVP. player. Oh, he's mine too. Him yeah. and Vince Coleman right there. Uh, because that's when I was a kid, and that's who was killing it for him, along with uh, on a home run by the Wizard. So 1985, but um, Willie McGee is, I think, beloved because he was so successful at times, not dominant, you know, mm-hmm. by any means, although he was an MVP. I don't think people looked at it as a dominant MVP. He was an MVP batting champion um, in 1992 while spending the final couple months of the season with the A's. But I think what people loved about Willie McGee was his humility. Yeah. And Willie McGee also, in his rookie year, came out of nowhere and essentially won a World Series game in Milwaukee. And I can still picture throwing tennis balls up against garages in the alleys of South City and mimicking 
that leaping catch. And with my height, honestly, anything is a leaping catch. Pop fly. Yeah, it's just any, a can of corn, and I'm, I'm jumping for it. Uh, let's see. Frank Haith, good call, Tim. You really are the best. That's from the 573. They're infiltrating. Best hat in baseball from a guy that thinks they shouldn't wear hats. Jeez. Now that's a really nice point. I'd like this texture on my legal team. You have been complete. You've had the, you've got the hat theory. Well, I, it's not that they shouldn't wear it. They like, basically have to wear it. I just think it's part, not the whole reason as it's being framed, of the reason why they struggle with marketing. But, uh, no, I think baseball hats are really cool. All right. We have people screaming for Masters. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Happy uh, to do it. Masters, fit at golf in somewhere. It's from Union Boston. And then I look at the clock and I go, my goodness, it's 1049 and we're going to have to go here soon. The Masters Minute. The Masters Minute. I can't wait to watch it. I feel like this is the only time, maybe PGA Championship, US Open, and maybe a little bit when they're at St. Andrews here in a few months, where I will allow my golf to infiltrate the show because I know for most people they don't have the love for the game that I do, and so I'm not going to let my bias color what I do on this show. Uh, but yes, I know a lot of people who don't normally watch golf will be watching the Masters, especially if Tiger is competitive. My prediction this week was a Justin Thomas top 10. Mm. I am super concerned about that. He had the favorable tee time yesterday. He has the really unfavorable one today, and he still shot four over. Uh, looking at data golf, updating it from where we were when we started the show, the cut line of plus four is now at 46.9%. Now it's at 50.6%. Uh, so it's more than likely that that will be the cut line. Tiger, therefore, has five shots to give. Mm-hmm. I'm super anxious to see what happens with Tiger today because he also is going to be dealing in the more windy tea time uh, afternoon. I would bet the over, but I won't bet the over because I don't want to be pulling against Tiger. I want to be pulling for Tiger. And as many daily fantasy lineups as I create, and the exact answer is 129 lineups, that is what I created, Uh, I don't have any in there, but I still would pull for him to win, and I don't want to bet against, but his over-under total today is 73.5. If he goes out and goes in the 60s today in the conditions they're going to have this afternoon, Heads up. then maybe you will actually see something that, and I could go on for hours here, I don't know what, comparatively speaking, in the last 40 years, so that cuts off the U.S. Soviet Union as far as miraculous, no pun intended, sports moments uh, that we would be able to compare. Leicester City, for those of yeah, you who follow uh, the is... beautiful game, or Seas is one that mathematically yeah. is up there. Um, but as far as odds against, it would be it would be absolutely historic. I just don't know if it is the absolute top if he were able to do it. I don't think that is going to happen, Mm-mm. but I am pulling for it absolutely. to happen. Right now, the best ball striker is Cam Smith, and I know he's not a household name, but his strokes gained approach yesterday was over five, and in second place, it was a player who was over two, but he's got the unfavorable tee time this afternoon, so I'm anxious to see if that can carry over. If you're wagering, I would look at some of the guys who are around even right now and just throw whatever, a little tiny amount, maybe a tenth of your normal bet size on and get long odds on it, because I think this thing is going to be topsy-turvy over the next 72 hours, and I can't wait for it. The carnage at Augusta. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with So What'd Your Grandma Think? This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions, like... Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. 
You lost it? Yes. Oh. Or. What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match with you and I? Yeah. Right, that's a clown question, bro. Now, it's time for. So what'd your grandma think? All right, Jackson, Quinn Snyder. Yep. It's my guy. What do we got going on here today? Yeah, so he's just not happy with the media creating narratives. And uh, fair warning, there's no question included in this, which is obviously the kind of the point of it. But nevertheless, Quinn will attack you without attacking you, if you know what I mean. So here we go. We're trying to drive a wedge between two players, you know, and maybe that's not the intent. But I think we all could agree that writing about Rudy, Donovan not passing to Rudy, and responding to a still shot picture and say, well, there it is, there's proof. You know, like, show me a few others where he's going like this and Rudy's dunking. The inference there is that he doesn't pass to him and there's a problem between the two of them. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at all. So they sit at the same table when they eat sometimes. You know, we don't, you know, I don't know if they ride to practice together, probably not. Let's just not, let's not try to drive a wedge and especially using numbers you know, we should be more responsible than that. Quinn, I agree, Quinn. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, there's that narrative. There are still the images that are taken and passed around social media and then just throw the log on the narrative to yeah, build it, and it's exactly. absurd. Exactly. Yeah. And that's coming from someone who is on the receiving end of some Quinn Snyder wrath uh, a few different times yep. from 1999 through uh, mainly 2003. But... Uh, yeah, like one time after they beat Ohio State to go to the Sweet 16 in Albuquerque, and I don't know what I asked, and he goes, yeah, I'm not here to uh, psychoanalyze myself today. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what did, did, did I do, coach? And he got done. He came over and he just winked at me. He goes, wasn't a bad question. I just wanted to take a stand. I'm like, all right, so <laughs> whatever. Good. Here's my. I'm gonna just, go. I'm gonna go cry in my hotel room. Right, little Texas predictionary, which is separate, but here's my prediction. Uh, Quinn Snyder will be coaching the Lakers next season. Wow. Yeah. Well, there it is. You got your uh, NBA take in right at 1059. BK and Ferrari are at Centene. That's coming your way next. Have a wonderful Cardinal baseball blues hockey and Masters weekend for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.